Hello, classmates. Welcome to another episode of Middle Class Film Class Gabbin Chatter Edition for Saturday, November 13th. I'm your host for today, Pete. I'm Joseph. And I'm Tyler. And on this episode, the greatest philosopher of our time is out on his own. Ali's The New Blade and Aaron Sorkin's unneeded sequel. Plus, (laughs) memories of Rocky's near-death experience, Chip and Dale back in the spotlight, and the Predator prequel that no one knew they wanted. What's up, guys? Hello. Happy, happy Saturday, November 13th. I know. It's, uh, it's very <laughs> silent hilly out here in the, the Sacramento Valley. <clears throat> it is. Yes, it's uh, been foggy for the past yeah. couple days. I love it. Feels good. I love it. Yeah. I also, I, it probably helps my commute to work is like three minutes. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Why <laughs> couldn't it be like this during the Halloween season? I know, really. Like, I, I, I will say this before and I'll say it again. November is, I think, the more spooky weather-wise of the uh i think that probably for us since we're from california oh that's true too yeah in uh northern california yeah that's true but the east coast though they and in the valley like minnesota it's uh april that's the (laughs) (laughs) the spookiest coldest time oh yeah (laughs) yeah people dying on the streets Yes, um, so uh, we got a, a bunch of fun stuff to talk about, some streaming picks, uh, but let's get into uh, some uh, Gabin Chatter. Find some charity, you lad. Now's the time for Gabin Chatter. Joseph, why don't you start us off? Um, I got a couple things. Uh, this one I just found kind of the headline or the caption of this article I thought was kind of funny. Um, so Jaden Smith apparently asked to be emancipated from his parents when he was 15 years old following <laughs> the critical box office failure of After Earth. Really? <laughs> what? Will, Will Smith apparently discussed it in his uh, upcom- upcoming memoir uh, saying that he felt misled and he lost trust in my leadership. Huh. Referring to Jaden. Um, okay. All it took was one bomb. All it took was one. T- <laughs> He's I guess. like, I'm out of the family. One well, how t- did the the Karate Kid? He was in the Karate Kid, right? I think that was the remake. Of yeah, it. I think that was well. Received. I think that was better received than After Earth was. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I guess um he uh so the movie was made by uh, M Night Shyamalan, directed by M Night Shyamalan. After Earth. Uh, yeah. I had no idea. And uh, it was based on uh Will Smith's original idea. Um. And uh, it was the first time that they had been Will Smith and his and Jane Smith had been in a movie since The Pursuit of Happiness. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Um, and, this was uh, his Battlefield Earth. Yeah. So After Earth <laughs> was an abysmal box office failure, and uh, what was worse is that Jaden got most of the backlash in oh, really? from the from uh, fans and the press, mm-hmm. and they said and printed things that about Jaden that I refuse to repeat. Says Will Smith. They said he was a bad actor. Yeah. Jayden had faithfully done everything that I instructed him to do, and I had coached him into the worst public mauling he'd ever experienced. <laughs> Woof. We never ex- we never discussed it, but I know he felt betrayed, he felt misled, and he lost trust in my leadership. At 15 years old, when Jayden asked about being an emancipated mire, my heart shattered. He ultimately decided against it, but it sucks mm. to feel like that. Can you, oh. imagine, can you imagine a kid coming to you and like, I don't want to be your son anymore. Can I not? Yeah, can I Can I be like, uh, I mean, I know that uh, you're my dad and all, but can I just be like my own thing? Can I not? Can I be your roommate? Can I not be associated with you anymore? I know. After that movie? And then a follow-up note, how hard is it to change your last name? 
Um, <laughs> I know. I mean, he's so far removed from Will Smith, like with his, you know, crazy tweets about him being yeah. the greatest philosopher of all know. time. And I, I guess uh, after After Earth, mm-hmm. uh, he has not <laughs> has yet to return to making a studio backed. Uh, Hollywood tentpole. That's because no one will take him. <laughs> I think he's just uh, got a sand in his butt. The young actor took a five-year movie hiatus before taking a supporting role in uh, Sundance and in the Sundance favorite Skate Kitchen. Hmm. Um, I've never heard of it. Yeah. His most is. recent film, Life in a Year, opened in 2020. Jane's most notable screen role is a series regular gig on Netflix's The Get Down, hmm. which I don't have no idea what that is. He has work. Um. But yeah, he hasn't been in like I guess a Hollywood movie. I I think it was unfair in me, a while. Unfair to th- to think like he just you know couldn't take the criticism, so he doesn't do it. Maybe he just doesn't want to act. Yeah. He yeah. just because he's Will Smith's son, you know. Like, I, I would, know LeBron James Jr. is a, a basketball player, but <laughs> what if he didn't want to be a basketball player? Yeah, you know, is anybody faulting them for isn't that? that answer? Isn't that question brought up in Space Jam too? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but you got to think, like, as a parent, though, you're like, oh, th- this career made me heaps and heaps of cash. Mm-hmm. Like, I-, I want that for my kids. Like, I want them to make heaps and heaps of cash. And, uh, I mean, like, I don't fault them for it, but mm-hmm. uh, maybe he should have had an acting coach rather than Will Smith <laughs> <laughs> I've coaching acted before. Him. I was in Men in Black. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Just do what I did. Um, I was in the Wild Wild West. Be the French. Kevin Klein, The Fresh Pits of Bel Air. Yes. Yeah, but then you have to think like Jaden's like, yeah, but you, you turned down the role for Neo in The Matrix, so it's like poor move. How- <laughs> I was genie. <laughs> I was <laughs> in Aladdin. Um, Will Smith turned down the role of Neo. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. was originally offered the role and he <laughs> good <laughs> turned it down. I'm glad that he wasn't in that movie. I uh, um, have you guys seen After Earth? No. no, no, you know, plot. It's a M Night Shyamalan. I didn't know it was, but it makes sense because there's a huge plot twist at the end. It's actually before Earth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is it actually? No, I don't know. I don't okay. see it. <laughs> I never seen that shitty movie. Um, <laughs> I think there's like dinosaurs on it or something, or like saber tooth tigers or something. Yeah, yeah. kind of like uh, it's almost like like a Planet of the Apes, mm-hmm. where like the astronauts think they landed on a different planet because. It's so far it's, it's in the future. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, do you know that um, uh, Juliette Lewis had herself emancipated at age 14? Yeah, you brought it up for oh, Cape Fear. Did I? Yeah. Oh. Probably for good reason. <laughs> well, I'm going to bring it up again. She sucked on that thumb, baby. <laughs> yeah. It was <laughs> uncomfortable. I'm looking at watching that movie like, oh, this is Oh, that's dirty. right. She, this I is kind of weird. Oh, I know. God, she kisses yeah. a fully grown De Niro. Yeah, that was. Tyler, that was, where's your rage about De Niro? What a creep. Well, he is a creep. No, he's not. <laughs> I don't even have she to was explain emancipate. myself. She was an adult. Legally, she was an adult. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot. I forgot. I, I, if she fully emancipated and she fully knew what she was doing and everybody on set was aware of what's happening. She can be tried as an adult. She's a good it's just it's still It's still so creepy. I mean, what if a 10-year-old was a tried an adult? Or uh, uh, emancipated into an adult. Is there a certain age in which you can't no, you be emancipated? To, yeah, I, I think you have to be like 14 or 16, like one of those two ages. After they saw that. The, but the, law, the law was 16 and, or 14, and then after why do they even, came out, they why changed Why do they even it. have that uh, uh, well, option? For well, abusive parents and stuff like well, that. Well, it's... Oh, the emancipation? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's if, if you have... I mean, if you have parents that are... Doing bad things. Put you in bad movies. 
<laughs> yeah. They had, they had Jaden Smith in mind when the founding fathers wrote that law. That's such a weird thing. In the pre-trial, the judge is like, okay, so uh, Jaden, why why are you choosing to uh, be emancipated? Well, I was an after. Yeah. Oh, enough said. <laughs> That's it. Check. <laughs> um, no, the... Um, I mean, I understand that like abusive parents are escaping, you know, but like, why did she do it? Oh, because she, she wanted to pursue more adult uh, uh, endeavors in, in her career. More so that's, that's all it takes. Yeah, her parents were like, "Yeah, yeah, she knows what she wants." Oh, oh okay. She, her parents were on board with it. They're like, "Yeah, she's uh, she's above her time. She's beyond her age." Okay. And uh, yeah, but I mean, it's, there's weird rules about that too with like um, child marriage. Like, you can get married be- below the age of 18 legally if both parents consent to it. So you can God, have two, two so 16-year-olds can you get can married. You can still do that in yeah. some states. No, you can still today. Awful. It's weird. Yeah, but you have to have both parents. I mean, in most uh, states. Most states with um, not like straight-line borders. Uh, both parents' approval, not maybe not the child's approval. They just need signatures. Yeah. It's, uh, well, anyways, uh, how, <laughs> yeah. Old, how old is Jaden uh, Smith? Uh, he, he, he's got to be like a... Like, like, 20s. Yeah, yeah, late twenties probably. So this is old news. This yeah. just came out this, because of the memoir. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, because the yeah the yeah. memoir, the well, Will Smith well, that's memoirs. <laughs> remember that time I was at Men in Black? <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> chapter three. Remember the time? <laughs> remember the time I was in? Uh, and they the made the uh, second one. That was <laughs> like two. That was a changing point in his career. <laughs> I mean, he was in Ali. He was good in Ali. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. And then uh, just a quick thing. Uh, there's a Blade. I think the Blade movie uh, reboot or remake or just a different movie. It's restarting yeah. the universe um, of Blade. So that was announced a while ago. Yeah. Um, and the cast, Mahershala Ali, Great was announced a while ago as well. Oh, I love it. And now it has the Wesley Snipes approval, seal of approval for uh Oh, I didn't Mahershala, know he needed his Mahershala approval. Ali. I didn't um, know he needed Wesley Snipes' approval to do a movie. No, sure. it's not for him. It's for us. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, I mean, wouldn't it feel good, though, you know, to get to to get that stamp of approval? I from mean, you got what well, has to be somebody he I'm sure he looks up to Wesley Snipes. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's, yeah, it's I like can see that. when Christian Bale uh, approved, uh, well, gave his a uh, uh, gave his approval, I guess, to a, a reporter for Robert Pattinson playing oh, the Batman. Oh. He's like, oh, he, I think he's going to do a great job. But not job. for Ben Affleck, though. No, yeah. that never happened. No. <laughs> that never happened. <laughs> wouldn't, it, wouldn't it be re- weird if all of a sudden, and then uh, in, in a year after, or like the, the month after the Blade reboot is uh, released, they do a Demolition Man reboot, and Wesley Snipes' character is play, also played by Mahershala Ali. Who would play Stallone? Stallone. Carl, oh, Carl Urban. <laughs> yes. Carl Urban. Wow. I really had no idea I wanted that movie until just now. It's got yeah. a good facial structure for it, that's for sure. Um, Who oh plays Sandra Bullock and Benjamin Bratt? Sandra Bullock, Amy Adams. And Rob Schneider's character. Uh, <laughs> Benjamin Benjamin Blatt, Bratt, played by Rob Lowe. Okay. Rob Schneider, played by um, Rob Schneider. Yeah, okay. exactly. So, <laughs> isn't, he, isn't he like a Scientologist or something? Um, He's an environmentalist. He's, okay. I thought and he I was, think he's an anti-vaxxer, too, which is kind of weird. Yeah, he's... Huh? I think I remember. He's had some questionable takes. Yeah, Yeah. he's he's an odd duck. When when Sandler bought his whole crew of uh, friends, uh, uh, David Spade and Kevin James and all those guys, uh, like Ferraris, he bought uh, Schneider a Tesla. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) that's true. This is this is that's true. That was like gosh, two thousand and eight or something like that. Okay, yeah. Uh, He's yeah. like, oh, if you're buying everyone cars, uh, uh, can I just make it a request? Like, like, <laughs> why would you? 
He's buying you a goddamn Ferrari. I'm, I'm sure that Sandler knows his friends well enough to know oh, that Schne- I know. Schneider I wouldn't know. want a Ferrari. I'm, I know. Uh, yeah, that's, that's it. That's it. All right. I'm excited. I'll, I'll watch a Blade uh, Mahershala Ali feature. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, did you guys see the new Morbius trailer with uh, Jared Leto? No. Uh, I it, saw screenshots of it. I didn't see the full trailer. It looks okay. I think Blade will be better. I think I think we need Blade. We don't need, as a, we don't need Jared Leto. Anymore. As far as Marvel vampire, yeah, movies, yeah, Blade, Blade, yeah, Blade was a, like a revelation in the year two thousand before comic book movies were a big thing. There was this it's picture rated R that maybe movie. I should have. I mean, it's a picture, so nobody could see it unless you post it on Facebook. But there's this picture of like this alternate makeup for Jared Leto's Joker. Oh, I saw that. It looks <laughs> a- almost racist. It's <laughs> oh no, oh no! I can already imagine it. It no, looks it's almost racist. We'll it's- post it to the Facebook page later. Okay. It was David. David I, Ayer. I actually had a quite a quite a, like, a little thought thought about this. Titles was- thoughts? No, it's like. I want to make fun of it so bad because it's so bad, <laughs> but that was that was what was left on the cutting room floor. So he consciously chose to not do that. So yeah. yay airs for that. But <laughs> you know what? I don't know about this. Yeah, maybe haha tattooed as the eyebrows is not good. Yeah. <laughs> God, it's so stupid. It's bad. Like that, like, they gave. What Jared, are they thinking? They gave Jared Leto like full creative control on that on that makeup. And like you know what? Let's. Yeah. Was that Leto's choice? I don't know, oh, but God. I just imagine that it kind of would be. <laughs> Let, Leto's he would, does the makeup himself, and he comes into Ayer's office. How does this look? It boss? looks like he did the makeup himself. I mean, it's like because Heath Ledger did the makeup himself. Oh yeah, but that's different though. He and actually it's like you know, Heath Ledger did it, so maybe when I do it, it's going to be great. I feel like if Leto were to, would do it, he would have like an upside down cross on his tattooed on his forehead too, like yeah. Manson. Yeah, like just a f- go ahead and put damage just right there. <laughs> yeah, just right. I want it to be really obvious that you're a bad guy. Oh, <laughs> God. So terrible. All right, Tyler, what do you got? All right. So, anyways, uh, Aaron Sorkin, who was the writer for the Social Network, he's saying that there is a story worth telling for a Social Network sequel. And I watched the Social Network a few days ago on Hulu, and oh my God, that movie is just so freaking good. Mm-hmm. So he's quoted on here as saying, well, I don't want to make news here. I think what has been going on with Facebook these last few years is a story very much worth telling, which I think, as we all know, like Facebook has been in some hot water for, you know, harvesting like racist pits uh, in the dark trenches of the social network and 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 deconstructing our democracy through echo chambers and stealing data like and and they took away Farmville. Yeah, that, that 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 I haven't seen Farmville in like a decade. That's when that's when my uh, love for Facebook uh, took a nosedive. My avocado trees are ready; they're so ripe already. They just destroyed millions of farms. Fuck. Anyways, uh, Farmville. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he's just basically saying, like, so, I mean, in the beginning of the uh, Facebook thing. Uh, there was a story to be told about his rise in power with the internet and how he, uh, there was like that huge thing where he had to settle like with his friend and the, 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 the those twins, the Winklevoss oh, twins. Winklevoss twins. That's right. God, that name is just so when I weird. S- when I saw the social network for the first time, I was like, did they get twins? Yeah, it was good. Yeah. It was very good. Yeah, <laughs> it was. And I think uh, Jesse Eisenberg just like played the best. Best Mark Zuckerberg. I don't think there's anyone out there who could play Mark Zuckerberg. 
than Jesse Eisenberg. Mm, that's actually a good question. Remember when that movie came out and they had Mark Zuckerberg uh, on SNL? No, no I don't Because Jesse Eisenberg hosted... Um, and they oh, had Zuckerberg. Yes, he was come in the monologue, right? I don't think yeah. I'm he familiar caught, with that. He came out at the beginning in the monologue. Yes. Side by side with them. And uh, the, I remember Jesse Eisenberg goes, You see the movie? He's like, What'd you think? And Zuckerberg's like, It was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> he was just like, It hit too, it hit too close to home. <laughs> Imagine seeing uh, Zuck, the Zuck out just like at Whole Foods or something. I don't think he would. I know. I don't think he would do that. I think I he's. Mean, like, you think these people just grocery shop on their own? I don't know. I think he probably has his own grocery store in his house. Oh, yeah, probably. Bill, I mean, Bezos definitely has the Amazon. You just walk in and walk out. Yeah, he's got, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no. They had that at the Dallas uh, Love Field Airport, the Amazon store. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, oh, a, where you go, just pick up the you food. Just, you just go in and then you walk out and it like charges you. You don't have I like to, the concept. There's no cashier or anything. I actually, as much as it is creepy, I do like the concept of that. I don't want to put even have to be bothered to put my hand in my pocket to pay for this thing. Yeah, yeah. Wanna, you just wanna, grab food and leave. I want to will my yeah. I mean, that's what I do at my local grocery store all the time. <laughs> it's a little. <laughs> I've been doing that for years. Yeah, I'm way out of it's the a curve. great. It's a great idea. I can't believe I didn't patent it. <laughs> Patented. It's just called theft. <laughs> Larson. Yeah, they do it at every grocery store, don't they? <laughs> that's really funny. I guess technically, if you if you push socialism far enough, that's basically just what's going to happen. Yeah. You just walk in, get your food. There's no money. And, <laughs> and currency good, is meaningless. Yeah. The good news is about this uh, news story is that everyone is on board. Jesse Eisenberg is on board. Sorkin's on board, and uh, Lynch is on board as well. So it's just a matter. Lynch? Of, uh, uh, Fincher, sorry, Fincher. Uh, yeah, David, David, the social network directed by David Lynch. The David Lynch version. Uh, that's that's the one where the Winklevoss twins really are cannibals. <laughs> you yeah. know, Army Hammer is like, please, please, please. They cut out my cannibal scene in the first one. Please yeah. let me have a cannibal scene in the second one. I've never been <laughs> so enthralled in a uh, rowing scene in any capacity. I know. It- so good with the Trent Reznor soundtrack behind it. That was the first movie I was aware that um, Trent Reznor was uh, scoring movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. Uh, it was and a Atticus great, Ross. Yeah, Atticus, Atticus Ross. Yeah, great. I've uh, heard that name. I have no idea who that is. I think yeah. he's in Nine Inch Nails. Is he one of the? I think so. Is he one of the nails? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's one of the nine. Yeah, he's one of the inches. He's also he's yeah. One of the inches. He's also he's also the blowfish in Hootie and the Blowfish. Wow, that's. <laughs> That's news to Unbeknownst me. Unbeknownst to many, I wow. like I like how Darius Rucker, when he went on his own, he had to tell people, "I'm not Hootie, I'm, I'm, not Hootie. I'm Darius Rucker." People would be like, "Hootie," <laughs> when he's on stage singing. Hootie some is a song. made up, and he's just like, "I quit, fake. not real." <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's interesting. I'll I'll watch that. Yeah, I I mean I think it would be just as compelling as the first one. Uh, anyways, it's, it's, it could also be a sequel to Ex Machina because Zuck is for sure a robot. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Or some he's, sort of creature. I mean, he looks like Dale of the Earth. Yeah. He's like Bishop from uh, Alien. Oh yeah, that's a that's a good one. Yeah. At home. Yeah. He's no. He's not Michael Fassbender though. He's not an updated version. No. <laughs> Who uh, plays Data? Um, that is uh, Brent Spiner. Yeah. Yes. It looks like him. <laughs> kind of does. Yeah. <laughs> Except for his eyes look less alive. <laughs> yeah. How how can you be a human being and make data from Star Trek look more human than yourself? Yeah. Like uh, that. Okay. But all that money and he can't afford someone to tell him that haircut looks terrible. <laughs> all right. Oh, what okay. Else, what um, else you got, Tyler? Okay. So uh, the, uh, I brought this up. 
man, a long time ago, how Rocky Four is going to be releasing a new director's cut movie along with a behind-the-scenes documentary. You love your Rocky. I do. And uh, they released the documentary on YouTube. I haven't gotten a chance to watch it. I, I think I'm going to... I think I'm gonna watch it probably tomorrow morning. Mm. Um, but apparently, in the documentary, uh, Sylvester Stallone says he nearly died in the fight with Dolph Lundgren. Um, and <laughs> so this is how did this, he? How did? What did he punch him too hard or something? Yeah, yeah. So this I was. I'm gonna read this quote. He okay. said, "The first thing we shot was my entrance, Lundgren's entrance, and the introductions, and then I got really injured during the fight, and I had to be flown into the intensive care to California from Canada." So like he was in what? he was in Hollywood and they flew him to Canada for intensive care. Oh wait, I thought they were in Canada and flew him to California. I think that's what he said. I yeah, think that's what intensive it is, right? care to California. F- oh, uh, my apologies, I mixed that up. Uh, yeah, he was in Canada and they flew him to California for intensive care. There's no ICUs. He doesn't trust those anywhere else. Syrup drinking <laughs> moose lovers in yeah, Canada. He doesn't, he doesn't uh, trust the universal health care system. Sorry, Stephen. It's goddamn Rockies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, Steve, Stephen, go right in. Tell us uh, tell much how many moose you see per, per week where you're in, in Montreal. They're like, they're like pigeons up there, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> you know, funny, sorry to sidetrack, but in uh, in Alaska, I have my, my Uncle Mike. He's a nomadic, goes where the wind takes him. He spends a fair amount of time in Alaska, and he sends me pictures where on the docks out there, uh, the fishermen are working with like uh, getting the fish off the boats and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The bald eagles are like pigeons. Oh, yeah. There's like 30 of the them. in bald one... eagles yeah. are like pigeons. There's like 30 of them just perched around and they're just waiting for their fish. You toss them fish and they, oh. and it's like very, very odd. It's like another dimension. Yeah, that is strange considering they're the, our national uh, bird. Yeah. And they're not <laughs> in our nation. Yeah. They're in Alaska. Uh, Alaska. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. I mean, <laughs> I mean it's it, like, can we really consider Alaska like a part of the U.S.? Yes, it's not even it's yes. not even connected to our country. Yeah, it's a non-contiguous, but it's there. <laughs> okay. Continue. All right. Uh, Lundgren, he, Stallone goes on to say, Lundgren pulverized me, and I didn't feel it in the moment, but later that night, my heart started to swell. My blood pressure went up to 260, and I was going to be talking to angels. And I, was, I wanted to kind of do this bit where I was talking like <laughs> Sylvester Stallone, like... Do it. Do it. We're waiting. Do the bit. He's, okay. Yeah, you know, Lundgren pulverized me. I didn't feel it in the moment, but later that night, my heart started to swell. My blood pressure went up to 260, and uh, I, was going, I was going to be talking to angels. Oh, next, Jesus. <laughs> you know, next thing, next thing I know, I'm on this emergency low-altitude flight. I'm in intensive care, don't you see? Care surrounded by nuns. And then after that, I had to go back and finish the fight. Will you please be quiet? <laughs> All right. I mean, I love it. It was but, good. Um, it was better than my Stallone. But <laughs> I don't do a Frank. I do a Frank Stallone, not a Sylvester just, Stallone. You, yeah, you just kind of have to like clog up your like sinus and go like, hey, uh, <laughs> Adrian. You should make a YouTube video how to uh, do a Stallone impression. For I listeners. need to get better at impressions, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> I just thought it was interesting. He he goes he goes to this hospital in California, and his heart is swelled up, and his blood pressure is at two sixty. He's like, I gotta go, I gotta go fight him. Like he's like he's living the movie, like it's his real life rather than he's shooting a movie. Like he's just like, <laughs> like this is like the fight of his life. You think it? You think this is real life for him? <laughs> well, it kind of is because he got Rocky's he got, a biopic, don't you know? 
<laughs> biopic. Is Based that right? On... No, it isn't. No, no, it's not. <laughs> you a dullard? Yeah, well, I guess I am. But anyways, I thought it was just interesting because they kept that shot of him getting that uh, near-death uh, blow mm-hmm. uh, in the movie. Mm. And so I thought that was really cool. So I got to check. It, the documentary is on his YouTube channel right now, and I, I don't think the director's cut is out yet, but uh, look out for that. That's, Please keep us in the loop for that. Oh, I will. Um, you good? Yeah, yeah, uh. that's it. Oh, actually, one more thing. I'm sorry. Uh... Okay. Come on. <laughs> just I, I just had one more thing that I, I just remembered. Uh ah, never mind. I'll save it for next week. I'll save it I'll I'll save it for the next Gab and Shout. You're yeah. drunk. It's, a, no, I'm not. It's uh, about Wizard of Oz and uh Yeah. Okay. It's a discussion. It might take a little bit longer than our allotted time, so <laughs> All right. All right, phone. Um, I, uh, I, no real like news, news stories, but a couple of upcoming projects that I thought were uh, interesting. One that I'm excited about and one that I'm, uh, not so excited about, except for I love, I love who's involved. Um, the first one is, um, upcoming Chippendale Rescue Rangers property movie that's going to be coming to Disney plus movie in spring of 2022. So like six months away or less. <clears throat> Is this just a Disney Plus exclusive movie, or is it actually going to be theatrically I, released? I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to tell anymore. I think the lines more blurred every day. Mm. Um, it's going to be three D animated or two live animated? live action animation hybrid. Oh, uh, movie interesting. A la Garfield, a la Alvin and the Chipmunks, the Squeakle, <laughs> the Squeakle, and uh, the first one. Yeah, <laughs> I don't recognize the first one. Only the Squeakle. <laughs> um, but uh, the the names that are associated that are voicing. Chip and Dale, the titular duo, mm-hmm. is John Mulaney and Andy Samberg, who are two characters that I fucking love. At everything that either of those characters, those actors are in, I will watch. Don't they have like high, like the high pitched voices though? Like, does it really matter who's in that? I don't seat? think they're particularly high pitched. I mean, they're kind of I like mean, Alvin and the Chipmunks. It's not yeah. like it's not like Alvin and the Chipmunks. No. Oh, it isn't. <clears throat> I don't think so. At least, um, I remember watching the series. Uh, yeah, because it was an animated series, right? Yeah, yeah. It was like um, that bear, the bear. Yeah, yeah. That black bear. He was like a pilot. Um, no, that's um, that's not Chippendale, is it? That's um, yes, it is. <clears throat> no, well, they have a. It's a, so, it's uh, Andy Samberg as Dale, John Mulaney as Chip, Corey Burton as Zipper, um, Dave, Doug, Marty, director. Fan. None of these characters seem like they're actually characters in the series, but there, mm. was, there was a there was a pilot, but he wasn't a bear. He was like the same size as them. He was just a fatter mouse. <laughs> He's like a giant white mouse. Who that's like, not a. You're, you're telling me that's not a bear? Okay, that is a bear. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. But he's not the pilot. I think he's the bad guy. Oh, anyways. I mean, okay. Anyways, yeah. This is this is like a property ripped straight out of my childhood. So I mean, yeah. It's it's interesting because like, oh yeah. Yeah, rescue rangers. Yeah, that bear. That bear. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's just a fat mouse. <laughs> no, the one that flies the plane. He's got a mustache. He's white. He's got a. It's like a fat mouse. Yeah, he's a mouse. Yeah, mm. um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's kind of interesting. Live action hybrid movies kind of have a fifty fifty ratio of whether they're they're decent or whether they're live action or animated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and uh, um, but again, I love John Mulaney, and I think it's also funny because he just got out of rehab for cocaine. 
Um, and he's in a Disney yeah, child's he, movie. So <laughs> he likes that schmutz. I know. I mean, it never stopped Tim Allen from playing Buzz Lightyear. So that's true. That's right. Um, and then the other movie, which I, I just just last night saw uh, the first um, sneak peek photo of, uh, is a, a, a Predator prequel <clears throat> called Prey. It's it's a set from the perspective of the prey, apparently, <clears throat> um, which I guess they all are. Yeah, that I've never seen a POV of a predator in a movie before. Yeah. Um, and then uh, wait, what? What you say? A POV of a, oh, okay. Of and a, they say you've never seen a girl in a. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen a girl in a well, movie they, before. I mean, at they all. have they have POV shots what? to show the, like the thermal imaging yeah, or whatever, right? But yeah, but it's not, never told from the perspective so much of the predator. Yeah. Um, wait. It, this is going to be about? No, it's. I said it's called Prey, so it must be set from the perspective of the Prey, not the Predator. But it's usually but which, prey, is, which they all are. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Just, Joseph was still looking up Chippendale Rescue Rangers memes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's directed by. Uh, it's going to be directed by Dan Trachtenberg, um, who the name sounded familiar, and I wasn't quite sure who it was. He directed mm-hmm. Ten Cloverfield Lane, an episode of The Boys, an episode of Black Mirror. Um, and uh, a port- portals like series. Mm. So I like Ten Cloverfoot Lane. I thought that was pretty damn good. That's the one with uh, John Goodman, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, Mary Elizabeth that Winstead. One, that one was a good one. Yeah, I, I liked it quite a bit. And um, it, it the it's set three hundred years ago in the Comanche Nation uh, of the indigenous people of the Americas. So uh, pretty neat. Uh, the the poster is great if you if you get a look at it. It's a monochromatic set in the mm-hmm. fog looks like outside right now yeah and you see the predator with his one laser eye or uh-huh. whatever zooming at a at a, a female uh, warrior with their bow and arrow yeah it's, yeah. it's gonna be interesting because since this is in like the relative ancient past there's not going to be any guns that she can utilize against the predator like it's well all... guys the rock did it no guns. He did it. No guns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I think that son of a bitch. What about bow and arrows? Mission accomplished. No one's ever gotten hurt on a set with a bow and arrow? I'm sure they have. Oh, I'm <laughs> sure. I'm sure. It's more finger injuries from not shooting it right. Yeah. yeah. Or nose injuries when they go those up close shots and their nose is right up against like in, the string. They're like cheek. Yeah. Like in <laughs> forearms. Um, so, yeah, those are those are my only two stories. Um, but I did want to do a, a quick update. The quest. Four, five hundred. Is this separate from stream picks? Yes, I'm okay. not. Gonna, I'm just going to kind of give a number and not um, talk about any specific <laughs> titles. But I'm on uh, 433. What did I watch last night? I watched something last night. So close. What was it? I don't know. Joseph, what was it? <laughs> you didn't write it down. I I know. I I as I was watching, I I, think, I was thinking I need to write, write this down. <laughs> and, I, and, and, I, and then I didn't because I was very tired. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't watch, uh, I didn't, oh, fuck, what the fuck was it? Oh, well, anyways, I'm on 433. I'm on pace. So I'll, I'll hit 500 this, this year. And if I don't, I'll just take a week off work and catch up. <laughs> <laughs> Again, the week of New Year's. Yeah. You're just, oh God. Yeah. I got to <laughs> New Year's Eve nonstop <laughs> of the, uh, uh, what's it called? The, uh. Clockwork orange eye scapulas on me. You yeah. Know? yeah. <laughs> um, so, anyways, uh, but it's it's a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. Um, I some yeah, people I mean, are already a, past five hundred. Huh? Some people are already past five hundred. I know. I mean, yeah. you have a busy life though, so it's not like you can just sit there. And, you don't work from home, so you can't yeah. like have like <clears throat> movies on like all the time. And yeah, every once in a while, I'll put a movie on like at work after we close the doors, and I'm just doing like 
computer work and I'm watching something on yeah. one, I have two monitors on my desk and I'll watch something on this one and it's usually a rewatch. It's nothing like new. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for the most part, it's just wake up in the morning on the weekends, watch a movie before Brianna wakes up. And then when she comes downstairs, we'll have breakfast, do whatever, and then watch another movie. And sometimes we'll watch a third movie on, you know, at night before we go to sleep. Does she ever get tired of you watching movies? No, she loves it. Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah. We're peas in a pod. So she, she loves it. It's, uh, every once in a while, she gets tired of like depressing movies because most of the stuff on my list, like I'll, I'll just give like a, a quick rundown of like the top things on my watch list right now, which I have not get to. The Hagazusa, Apostle, Waterworld, Night of the Demon, Blue is the Warmest Color, uh, Three Billboards, The Two Jakes, Incendies, Lords of Chaos. I haven't got to any of those and I keep, uh, I keep trying to get her to watch I would them. take Lords of Chaos off of your list. I, I deleted it off my list a while ago and then I put it back on my list because um, they talked about it on the film ball recently and they were they were talking about some scenes that seemed really interesting to me and I'm like, well, I'll give it a shot and make my own opinion. Okay. Um, plus, I like uh, Colkin. What's his name? Yeah. Kieran Colkin. Kieran. Kieran. Yeah. I like Kieran. I like Rory better. And uh, Sky Ferreira is in it too. All I need to know is Colkin's in it. So. Oh, all right. But anyways, once I, once I get to the uh, 500 at the end of the year, I'm going to do, I don't know what I'm going to do, but some sort of wrap up and I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Do the worst <laughs> movie i i think i'm gonna i think i'm just gonna make a i'm gonna make an excel spreadsheet and like break down what are we gonna do for new year's we didn't do anything we haven't done anything particularly i like i would like to do an end of the year wrap up like the best best movies that all three of us had watched sort of thing and the worst movies we'd all watched should it be the movies that we've reviewed Mm, i don't know i don't know let's 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 mull it over listeners if you have an idea send us an email we love emails more emails Um, but yeah, what, what, what do you guys want to hear? Do you want to hear our, our, our top fa- five worst movies, favorite movies of 2021, worst favorite movies of 2021, uh, movies that were released <clears throat> in 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And that's exactly. why I say movies that we reviewed in new, this last year, new movies to us yeah. this, this year, new movie, favorite and worst movies that we reviewed this year, favorite streaming picks, least favorite streaming picks that one of the other persons recommended. Yeah, Tyler won't be able to participate in that because he never listens to our streaming picks. <laughs> <laughs> so, I have a few times. Except for underwater. Oh, oh yeah. Oh wait, that was a streaming pick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyways, um, let's get into some streaming picks. Movies. Currently streaming live on the internet. Streaming in. I want my picks back. Streaming. Streaming into it. All right, I don't know who has the fucking pick. Streaming. That story is streaming elsewhere. You found the pick. Wonderful. Thank you, Bruce Perky. You find your film. Uh, Joseph, what do you got? Um, I have a couple movies that I will recommend slightly. Um, they weren't like the best movies, but they were. They're B minuses. They were, you know, yeah, around there. They're in the B grade area. Um, so the first one I watched, they're, and they're not any sort of underground, like you have never heard of these movies before either. Um, so, And they're both streaming on Disney+. Plus. Okay. Um, so the first one I watched was a newer Pixar release movie called Soul. Oh, yeah? And um, that one was pretty good. It wasn't the best Pixar movie that I've seen. It didn't really like catch me like emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, there is one scene in this movie that was like it's really funny which one it's hilarious but it's also heartbreaking at the same time it involves the cat uh-huh. and wait have you seen it yeah yeah okay have you seen it no I okay the, the, dance around a little bit 
so there, there's this scene. So Soul is the premise of Soul is like, is a, there's this jazz musician. He's this older guy um, who is like devoted his life to making music, and he um, meets his untimely demise. And so he, the premise of Soul is that he is a soul, which are the, like these little blue sort of sp- like sprites basically in this uh, yeah. after afterworld after earth um and um so he's like he's like that's a callback he's making his way um like a la like uh those like walking uh oh like a like a airplane uh airports uh, oh the walkways walkways, moving moving walkways walkways at airports and he's like well what's going on I, i can't i can't be dead now and so like he's like trying to make his himself not be dead anymore um and so that's the premise of the movies that he doesn't want to die yet because he just got like his opportunity of a lifetime to like be what he wanted to be which is like a jazz part of a jazz band a a, well-known jazz singer yeah and um so he meets this other soul who is like a they call him um like like, basically like babies this movie had a weird pro-life message oh really (laughs) (laughs) that's i kind of i was was watching it because like they have like souls for babies beforehand yeah yeah yeah, and and it's like (laughs) That's crazy. It's like it's like souls that jump to earth and like inhabit the baby. Inhabit the babies basically. And I was like this has a weird sort of I feel I can see how like how a conservative Christian would uh but now that you mention that they hop into the baby as it's exiting the womb. Oh, do they? Yeah, they see the vagina. Oh, yes, I remember the they show <laughs> they show it. They show the crowning and then the no. souls like that one scene in knocked up the first breath. <sighs> they breathe breathe, <laughs> breathe the soul in. Yeah. <laughs> But like I, I was like, this has a little bit of a pro-lifey message to it. I don't know if I dig it, but um, so basically, he meets with a soul who doesn't want to go to Earth, and like they have like this sort of partnership. It's like she wants to stay in this world, this pre-world, basically, and he's like her mentor. Yeah. Um, and then uh, you know they both end up going to Earth, and they fall like temporarily. Yeah, temporarily, they fall into his body. He's like in a coma in a hospital. And um, there's a cat, like a therapy cat, sitting on him, and so they both fall, and and the cat, like one of them lands in the cat, and they're like, "Well, what happened to the cat soul?" And then it just literally cuts to the scene of the soul of the cat on the escalator going towards <laughs> afterlife, and it just had this singular <laughs> meow, and it was like the, one of the saddest things in that movie to me oh, because like funny. the soul of the cat is like now it's going to now heaven. The, now the cat's basically dead, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I I gotta ask you this: Why why choose this movie? Why not? It's I, Pixar, I, they're no, tra- they're batting records, but so I, good. I'm just curious. I'm just curious because like when I go to watch any movie, like I'm not going to uh, like you know these children's movies. Sorry. You stream you, you I think you stream picked a children's movie like last Hoc- week. Hocus Pocus. That's Hocus different. Pocus. How is it different? Di- how is it different? Because it was it, it was for the season. So. What does that matter? I'm just curious because no, no, you, you no, no, just, no, 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 don't disparage other people. I'm not disparaging. You're, I'm literally, not, you're literally asking why. I'm not <laughs> disparaging. I'm asking why. I because like I've never had a draw because I have a history with Hocus Pocus. It's an older movie. Have you seen any Pixar movies, Tyler? Uh, Toy Story, I suppose. Toy Story. What about Wally? But I mean, never but, Wally. But that's different because I watched those movies as a kid. So, so. What I'm, well, I guess, what I'm trying to ask is like, so you're you're sitting on the couch right because they're quality the, movies. Okay, okay. Quali- like, I mean, they're quality movies. It's like, like, un- like you, they're undoubtedly well written 
and well-produced movies. Okay. Maybe I just have like a a different draw to like different movies. Did um, I think I think maybe I'm just different, you know. Did John Lasseter molest you as as a teenager or something? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> do you not do you have like this weird aversion to like CGI kids movies? I don't know. I just like it's 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 interesting to me because like I think you and Pete are the only people that have gone out of their way to watch newly released Pixar movies and you both don't have children. What does that matter? <laughs> it's not like we're going to Disneyland alone as an adult, which well, is also acceptable, but a lot weirder. It's like we're committing an hour and a half to, to two hours of our time to watch a, a like a eighty million dollar budget CGI movie that's know, undoubtedly going to be good. It's it just, not it, out of my it, way. It just fascinates me. It Why? fascinates me because like I would never do that. Like I, I would never go on Disney Plus and be like, oh, I'm going to put on Soul. Like it, and and that's not a disparaging comment. Like I'm genuinely like interested it comes off as disparaging well i'm sorry i'm not trying to come <laughs> off that way because you're like you're saying it's almost like you're saying you're not it's like you're saying that people who watch adults who watch kids movies are not like they shouldn't watch kids movies. that's not what i'm trying to say i'm just interested because i have never been in that frame state of mind i want to i want to posit a theory i like to see the 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 I like to change the rhythm a little bit. Like every movie doesn't have to be like a depressing look at like, okay, uh, you know, historical drama where someone's having to deal with their family being murdered or whatever, sure. you know, or a crazy sci-fi action kill everybody movie. It's like I like I like to throw in a fucking uh, a Pixar every now and then uh, a Moana, and and get you know the Moana bright, is not Pixar, whatever the bright side of life, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Disney <laughs> Disney Pixar, whatever you know, I I don't like. I have no desire to see Frozen. Um, sure. It seems like a Disney princess movie, which doesn't appeal to me, but the concept that Joseph just laid out for Soul, it seems very appealing. Just the fact that it's animated, it gives you a lot more leeway. And yeah, not to hijack Joseph's thing, but they use the animation really well. Huh. With, that was the next thing I was going to touch on. Go ahead. Was the fucking animation in this movie was insane. Yeah. It was like... <laughs> Like Raya was really good, but this was just like, like you could take out the characters in certain scenes and like, it would just be like a still of like a hallway or a building. And like, you wouldn't be able to tell that that was animated it and the light, the lighting in the movie. Like there's a scene where like they're out in the, in, I think it takes place in New York. Yeah. And they're out on the city streets, and it's like you know that harsh sunlight coming down. And then there's a cut, cuts to like a subway, those fluorescent green lights. I was like, this is like, fuck, this is so good. Yeah. They had that fucking glow on the on those light bulbs and that sort of green tone that just like, ugh. it's like they have the best people in the industry working on yeah. making it look like an amazingly shot live action movie. I'm like, why didn't you just film a movie at this point? <laughs> <laughs> because you could, because then you couldn't get the. Uh, those little docents or whatever they are, the people that guide you up in the up in the heaven. Oh yeah, they're made by with like, like lines of light. Also, uh, fucking great. A little uh, relation to the movie Boy. This stars uh, a character from all of Taika Waititi's movies. Yeah, and, and she plays the officer in uh, not the officer, the uh, CPS basically yes. officer in a uh, Hunt for the Wilder People. She plays. Um, her name is a Rachel House. Her a- actress. She plays Jermaine's mm. sister in uh, Eagle vs. Shark with the tracksuits. Um, she plays the uh, post office person and the the shop clerk in Boy. Yes, the um, hmm. shorter um, lady. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she yeah she's like the main one that follows them to Earth to try to like get them back up to heaven. 
Yeah, he's fucking yeah, great voice. Like the detective, yeah. Yeah, fucking great voice actor. Well, and I think after this, I, I need to broaden my horizon a little bit. I think I might have been uh, doing myself a disservice by avoiding these new animated films. I mean, it's just like anything else. You, you know what you like in, in like, your taste in food, but if, you, if you're always like, I don't like tomatoes, you're going to miss a lot of great food that is tomato-centric. Because you uh, you can make a tomato taste a hundred different ways the right. way you prepare it. Yeah, you know a kid's movie can be f- fucking the bobbleheads movie, or <laughs> or it can be, you know, Wally. Yeah, um, a town called Panic, which is uh, made of one of my streaming picks from a long time ago. It's a French movie using like to- little action figures as the animation. Mm-hmm. You can be Wallace and Gromit. You could be Kubo and the Two Strings. You could be Wally. Mm, yeah. You know, there's so much. There's so much there. And fucking soul crushed it. Wow. Like, you didn't you didn't like it so much though? I didn't like it like I didn't like the It was too pro life for him. <laughs> it, it didn't it didn't catch me as much as like other Pixar movies did. I, like emotionally. Did you like let me ask you this. Did you like um um uh, Onward better? Than this? Yeah. Um I guess so. I I I, I would watch Onward more. That's uh, how I can I watched them both in the same week and I was expecting to like so more because of the story and it seemed it was more it's more of a like unique take on it i know it's not unique there's a store a movie in made in the 50s it's almost exactly like it called stairway to heaven <laughs> or something like that and uh it seemed more like deep mm-hmm. like more of a weighty movie than onward but fucking onward crushed me at mm. the end yeah like cried my eyes out in the last scene oh jeez. <clears throat> anyways yeah. anyway so that's soul streaming on disney plus um it's worth a watch Definitely. And then the uh, next stream pick, also streaming on Disney Plus, is uh, streaming on Disney Plus as of yesterday, November 12th. Um, this is Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Really? Yes. Oh, Ooh, I heard yes. about this. And um, much like Soul, it's not like uh, uh, it's not like the best um, I don't know. Like Marvel you movie? You won't get attached to it too much. I didn't anyway. Mm-hmm. But it is a really great like martial arts movie yeah like think about it that way i've and heard the choreography is incredible like there. yeah there's some i wish i <laughs> there's some really great fight scenes in it and uh, i think her name is michelle yo from um crouching tiger yeah 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 she's in it i love her um and there's some yeah there's some really great like uh great imagery in it and some great fight scenes um but the lows are low in it like when it when it isn't entertaining like when nothing's happening, almost like in between, mm-hmm. like the fight scenes or action scenes, or whatever. It's like kind of, it's a little bit, like all right, get to the next. It's like it's like Conan the Barbarian. Enough with the talking. Yeah, it's a it's, it's just like kind of get to the let's get to the cool next cool fight scene. I want to see what's gonna happen, you know. Um, but it is a it's a pretty good movie, and um, the uh, it's a mainly. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's pretty entertaining. It's a little long, but, um, there's some really great, great fight scenes in it. And there's a little bit of a, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, almost like a remedy or, a a little, uh, salute and a solution. What do you call it? But it's something for a different movie. I think Iron Man three, mm-hmm. there's a little bit of a callback and, uh, like, um, mm. uh, restitution. Is that what we call it? Almost like forgiveness. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, like oh, sorry, we made this mistake. Here's a little bit of a 
here's a little bit of uh, something for you fans out there. Oh, interesting. Okay, you know, for this uh, thing that we did, um, I'm I'm excited to watch it. I, I didn't I I wasn't excited enough to go seek it on the theaters when it was uh, yeah. out new, but I like Simulu uh, quite a bit, and uh, I've heard like Tyler's dad said that the choreography is great, and uh, I heard a lot of people say that it's a great action kung fu movie more yeah. more than a marvel movie yeah, yeah yeah there's um there's a there's a scene in the movie that takes place um early on in the movie it takes place on a bus and it's like this really really cool fight scene but as i was watching it i could i wish i i pulled the clip um it really reminded me of this <laughs> of this scene from seinfeld where <laughs> kramer <laughs> is telling the story about um his the girl he's dating she uh her she loses her pinky toe and um <laughs> this is all story he's telling we're not seeing any of this yeah, it's just yeah. from his point of view he's telling a story about this his girl who lost a pinky toe and uh he saves it he gets it puts it in a cracker jack box and put, fills it with ice <laughs> he gets on the bus and then <laughs> and then this guy gets on the bus and he 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 um basically is like trying to rob people on the bus mm-hmm. and then Kramer is like hey hey like stands up and like confronts the dude and like you know he Bites him off, and then he tells the story of like he's like he the, the bus driver gets knocked out, and then now I'm driving the bus, and then I'm fighting <laughs> off guy this guy with one hand while I'm <laughs> I'm steering the bus with the other, mm. and like <laughs> I really want to edit that scene from <laughs> Shang Chi with Kramer's narration. <laughs> <laughs> please do, please oh, please man. bring that to the show. Oh, that's great. We want to hear it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Shang Chi and Soul both stream on Disney Plus, and yeah, right on. Right, beautiful, uh, Tyler. Um, so I haven't really watched any new movies recently. I I watched The Social Network again on Hulu. I guess I would streaming stream pick that one. Um, I think I've done it before, and but my official streaming pick would be uh, The Shining, streaming on HBO Max. I watched it. Uh, I was sick as a dog, and I watched it. And it it, it I don't know what it is about that movie but it's so goddamn uncomfortable like i think I, I, yeah i think that's what i think they're trying for that well i, I know but it's like <laughs> i i'm not i'm not like there's like i'm not sure like what are the subtle nuances which make it uncomfortable even when even at the beginning of the movie where uh, jack he's talking with the the hotel manager and stuff like that like it just it seems unsettling already and i don't i i I want to watch it again and try to like figure out some more like Easter eggs and like Mm -hmm. maybe Kubrick had like some sort of camera trick that he did to make it a little bit more uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that's streaming on HBO Max. uh, Just, I mean, I'm sure everyone and their mom has seen this movie before, but I would say I watched this movie with my mom actually. Is that right? When I was younger. Interesting. Um, yeah, and uh, Shelley Duvall's character is just incredible, and I actually, I was actually, she's actually being terrorized. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's and, method, baby. Well, I was watching an interview with her. I think it was like in 1986, so it was like a few years after the movie had came out. And the interviewer, a- interviewer asked her, like, "So, how did The Shining uh, change like your career?" And she's, and she's like, kind of sat back, and she was like, "Well." <laughs> I learned a lot about method acting, <laughs> something to that effect, and I was just oh, like Shelley Duvall, and I was just like, oh man, like she and she looked, she looked bad too. Like she, Stanley Kubrick really did a number on her. Well, like, nowadays, she, I mean, she's not even working anymore, no. and she. Oh, I think she's been in a few things after 
the shining but, um, but i'm saying nowadays oh no present day present day uh yeah i think she's just uh falling asleep on her heaps of cash and trauma <laughs> i would highly doubt if she had a heaps of cash Oh, well, I mean, she she After must Popeye in <laughs> The Shining. Yeah, hey, she true. played a good uh, uh, Olivia olive olive oil. oil, olive oil, olive oil, Olivia oil. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I thought Olivia, um, but uh, yeah. So uh, I I do you know I've I, I've just been it's been kind of weird for me recently. So, but I do plan on getting back onto the movie train and uh, watching some <laughs> new mo- new movies that I'm not forced to watch. And, All aboard the movie train. <laughs> yeah. I have a su- I have a suggestion for you to start out with. Okay. <clears throat> Onward. Onward. Okay. D- Disney. Is that on Disney Onward. Plus? Yes. All right. I'll check it out. I'll report back, and I actually will. I want to know how you fit that last uh, that last like ten minute sequence um, mm. uh, works for you. Okay. It's so good. I love it. All right. Is that it? Oh uh, yeah, that's it. That's okay. It. Uh, I got a few uh, interesting ones. I got one that's uh, uh, like. No one needs to go out to be told to go watch this, but go watch this. It's School of Rock on Netflix. Oh, yeah. It's very oh, yeah. good. Rewatched it. Oh, so it, good. Oh, it, it, because this was made in like the mid 2000s, right? Oh, like 06? Oh, yeah. oh, okay. 03. Oh, three. Mm-hmm. Is there any like sort of like weird jokes that didn't age well in that movie? No. Mm-hmm. There, Not really. No, there's a very flamboyant, huh. clearly uh, made to be played as a gay uh, character young boy uh-huh. and they're all 10 year olds that he's uh, oh Jack, that's right if anybody yeah. doesn't know jack black is a uh, burnout sort of loser rocker rocker um who gets kicked out of his band and to try to make some money he poses as his roommate as a substitute teacher to go teaches this <laughs> prestigious private school it's so weird i wonder uh, why like he didn't keep up the voice when he answers the phone he goes Hi, this is Mr. Schneebly. Yeah, and then he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't talk like that afterwards. Yeah, um, <laughs> probably because they re- they knew that uh, Jack Black needed to be Jack Black to make this movie successful, yeah. and he's mm-hmm. there's no one that could have done this besides him. Yeah, it's so damn good. I'm I'm, yeah. a, I'm a huge Jack Black fan. Um, even even though I can understand why people might not like his high energy uh, takes on things. Yeah, but there's a there's a kid that he basically tries to form a band made of 10-year-olds with him as the lead to win the battle of the band and $20,000 and show up his band that just kicked him out. And one of the kids that have no musical talent... He's like, okay, you get the technical jobs. Yeah, you're a, you're the the lighting guy. You you big boy, you could be security. And uh, and this one kid's like, what can I do? And he's like, how about uh, costume design and okay. wardrobe? Or wardrobe, yeah. He yeah. never like talks down to him or like makes him seem like a weird kid because he's clearly gay. Yeah, it, which was good. It was like I was thinking, eh, kind of expecting what you were saying, Tyler. Yeah, maybe some of that was. Aged poorly, but well, they it, even do like a body positivity scene in that movie where he's oh yeah, talking to the girl who doesn't want to sing anymore because she thinks she's too fat. Yeah, and then he talks about he's like he's like Aretha, I like to eat. Aretha Franklin was you know she was she, a big woman. She was a, she was a big she, yeah she was a big woman. Yeah, but people love when she sings. You know, he, they want more of Aretha. Yeah, because yeah. they just want to hear her voice. It aged very well. That's uh, that's awesome. So yeah, go go. It's on Netflix too. It's on Netflix. Yeah, awesome. yeah. when I watched it. I had it wasn't streaming anyway. I had to rent it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but now it's streaming on Netflix. Yeah. So go watch it. It's fun. Super, super wholesome. And the song at the end is legitimate bop. Everyone on Radio is bad. Yeah, it's good. I mean, he is a legitimately bad good musician. Oh, yeah, yes, he is. Yeah, yeah. he's great. He's got a powerful voice. Um, and then uh, one surprising uh, movie that I actually two surprising movies that I really enjoy Ooh. that I didn't like think I was going to enjoy. Uh, one is a little bit older. It's called Bad Words 
uh, streaming on HBO Max. That's Bad the, words. Jason uh, Bateman directed and starred in this movie about a very talented speller, adult speller, <laughs> who also... What do you do? Who, I spell. Who also goes into the young world of uh, elementary school children and competes in a spelling competition, the national spelling competition, <laughs> for reasons that you find out as the movie unfolds, which I will not say here. Um, <clears throat> I I wrote this movie off as like a stupid, kind of like a Paul Blart, low, low-hanging fruit comedy yeah. type movie mm-hmm. when it came out. And yeah. it was recommended to me by um, Jason Kleberg of the Force 5 podcast. Um, and uh, they was talked about how great it was. And I was like... Well, I, I line up a lot on a lot of Jason's picks, and this was a uh, uh, really fucking funny, awesome, really fun, and a hard R too. Um, not for like content, some I mean a little bit of content. There's some some pretty kind of graphic sex in it with <laughs> with um who's the who's the one that plays the um Adam Adam Scott's wife in Step Brothers? Oh yeah, oh, uh, Han. Uh, yeah. Um, I can't remember her name, Something but I know Catherine Hahn. Catherine Hahn, yeah. yeah. And she has another hilarious sex scene in this with Jason Bateman, a couple actually. And uh, <laughs> a graphic, uh, not super graphic, but you wouldn't want kids to watch it. I mean, okay. you don't see it a whole lot, but a lot of great cussing in it. It's it's pretty fun. And he has no regard for the well being of the children. He's a legitimate asshole douchebag character. Which, Is it kind of like bad Santa almost in a way? Yes, but it doesn't try as hard. I think it doesn't try as hard to be edgy as bad Santa does. Oh, okay. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's actually, it was actually really good. And the, the writing of the story was good because it just throws you right into it. And he's a fucking asshole and you hate him throughout, but you start to like him a little bit, but not a lot. You still <laughs> you still realize he's an asshole at the end. It's right. not like he has this life changing. There's no like redeeming. There's a redemption. A, a little bit. There's a redemption arc there, but it's not a, it's not so much that it becomes saccharine. Uh, you know. <clears throat> so, anyways, that was great. Awesome. That's that's on HBO Max. Um, but though there's a new release that I do recommend people to watch to get into the Christmas spirit. That's on Netflix called Love Hard. Um, this is starring Jimmy O Yang, and I can't remember the girl's name. The female lead. Let me see here. Love hard. Uh, Dina, Nina Dobrev, which I've, I've seen, heard of her. Yeah, I've heard of her. I've seen her in stuff before. Um, she was uh, also in uh, The Perks of Being a Wallflower. The Oh, she was in Final Girls. I didn't even recognize her from that. That was, that was always fun. Let's Be Cops. Um, <laughs> triple triple X. <laughs> the, the, the Vin Diesel. Oh, that's story. where I recognize her from. Yeah. Triple X. <laughs> Famously. Uh, but she's, uh, she, I mean, she's good. But Jimmy O. Yang is great in this. And uh, essentially it's, She's a uh, a blogger. She works for like a social media sort of company, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and her articles are uh, about her terrible Tinder dates. Essentially, mm. her trying to find love and never been able to find love, and blah 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 blah. And she lives in, in L.A. and she gets catfished by a guy from Minnesota or something like way, somewhere way on the other side of the country, mm-hmm. and she decides to fly out to meet him for Christmas. And it's not who she thinks he, he he's not who she thinks she is. He is, and um, so it's like sex drive, kind of. Yeah, a little, <laughs> a little like that. Um, and there's a there's there's the concepts are very kind of like tropey, but it's done in a way the writing is good in it and the comedy is very good in it. Um, it's definitely a 2021 movie because they talk about like she's very woke LA person mm-hmm. and she's. What she's, about that COVID, right? <laughs> no, not so much that. It's like 
there's a scene when she's she's getting picked up from the airport and wherever this um, town is. Oh, it's I'm so, oh no, it's a uh, Lake Placid, New York. That's it. Lake Placid. Yeah, like the movie. Yeah, there's not one alligator to be found though. <laughs> not oversized alligator. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but uh, she's in the in the taxi on her way to this guy's house, mm. and the Uber driver that's driving there is kind of this uh, fuckhead, and uh, he, he he she she wants him to change the channel because it's playing Baby It's Cold Outside. On the radio. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's like, why? Wow, this is a great Christmas classic. And she's like, it's really <laughs> rapey when you think about it. And he's like, all right, whatever. Later on in the movie, her and Jimmy O. Yang sing a duet of a new rendition of Baby It's Cold Outside. That is fucking great. It's so funny. And it's like, <clears throat> when you hear it, you're like, all the people that are like complaining, oh, they're trying to cancel Dr. Seuss. Uh, you know, <laughs> you can do a, a same song, type of a song without it being like, you know, hey, drink this drink so I can fuck you. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's, oh. it's, it's a way. And I was like thinking this is going to be cheesy. They're going to sing this stupid version of and it was fucking great. So it is. A, right. It is a Christmas so comedy a musical. No, <laughs> there's the family. She's out caroling with his family. Oh, okay. And he's not into it. And he's like the outcast of his family. The writing in this also is very good. I mean, it's, it's a little paint by numbers. I mean, you think, you know where it's going oh, just okay. because it's a Christmas movie about people bettering themselves and stuff. And yeah, but it was done with some really interesting 2021 uh, concepts and, mm. um, it was way, way better than I thought. So that's called uh, Love Hard on uh, Netflix. Watch Love it. Watch hard. it with your beloved. Love Hard. I wouldn't think that would be a Christmas movie. It's uh, the the name comes from when they're flirting on Tinder <clears throat> or whatever the app is in this universe, like Swipe Match or something. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> they're talking about how she says her favorite mo- Christmas movie is Die Hard, oh, and he uh. says his favorite Christmas movie is Love Actually. And there is <laughs> oh. there is one really cringe inducing scene in it which i hated um it was like a love actually um the, the, the cue cards oh the cue cards <laughs> yeah and i hate that fucking scene in love actually the movie's good i like the movie but fuck i hate that scene <laughs> um and uh, they do a version of that which is better than the original version in my opinion but still cringy as some kind of hot tub time machine <laughs> <laughs> uh anyways um so yeah that was it uh, anything else you guys nope uh, no, I think we're good. I guess get the fuck out of here. Thank you for joining us on this episode. Follow us next, uh, like us later in the week, this Wednesday, when we yeah. review Listener Selection Boy uh, from 2010. Oh my God, I thought it was Boyhood. <laughs> I watched the wrong movie. So check out our website, mcfcpodcast.com, to find all our, our contacts. Uh, but Joseph, where else can we find us? Uh, find us on Twitter at uh, podcastmcfc. Then you can find us on Instagram at Middle Class Film Class. And please leave us a voicemail, why don't you, at 209-730-6010. We've been lacking in voicemails. Yeah. So, uh, Send us a voicemail. Come on. We'll see you next time. See ya. See ya. Yeah, you know, Lundgren pulverized me.